Good morning, good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of the Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha. And good, good morning, guys. I hope everyone's had an amazing week. TGIF, it's Friday. <laughs> For those of you who have been working hard, it's your time to rest if you have the weekends off. And, you know, lay back, chill, do what you want to, you know, do, party, hang out with friends, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, I'm here for the Aquarius man and woman body and soul. Um, but first, uh, let's talk about how beautiful it is outside today. It's cold but beautiful, and I am just, I think I want to start saying what I'm grateful for. I'm definitely today grateful for being able to wake up out of my bed, feel my heart beating, feel my lungs, you know, breathing and everything else, having an able body and um, free will and my own mind, you know. If you hear a lot of noise, my cats are playing again as per usual. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that is what I'm grateful for today. Um, But other than that, um, yeah, it's been a very nice week. It's been very uh, chill. Uh, Had to do my little, um, I don't know, I've just been kind of like taking it easy from too much uh, overload again, like, I know that it's, I have to study to get my uh, certificates and stuff, but I have to take very, like, a lot of breaks so that I can get through some of it, um, because, like I mentioned, um, I, a lot of it is just so much information, and I'm so ready to use it in action, but I can't until I get the certificates, but, uh, I'm excited for that, and, yeah, so, let's go ahead and, oh, yeah, I've recently gotten into the whole Colleen Hoover. <laughs> um, I've heard lots of good, uh, lots of good um, reviews about it. Like I, I've started following Book Talk on TikTok because you know I love to read, and um, I got a lot of those, and they're mainly sold out. And I know you can get it on Amazon, but Amazon, y'all, I don't know, during this Mercury retrograde, I mentioned it before, they've been late a lot with my stuff, and it's just like, if I can find it local, or even if I have to drive to the next town for it, I will do it, and so I managed to find one called Ugly Love. I haven't started reading it yet, but I am going to. Um, the next one I do want to read is uh, November 9th. That one just really intrigues my interest for some reason. So, yeah, I'll let you guys know how it was. But, um, okay, let's go ahead and jump into it. This is the Aquarius man, body and soul. And uh, it says, Aquarius is nearly mechanical in his manner, his deliberate mindset translating into skittish, somewhat robotic body language, if not a defensively cold, um, physicality. Let's just say Aquarius isn't much of a hugger as even simple shows of affection. Conflict with his carefully plotted programming. Interestingly, it is the Greek word kybernet, meaning helmsman or steersman, that has given rise to the modern term cybernetics, defined as both the study of human control functions as well as the mechanical system designed to replace them. For the future-minded Aquarian, under whose rule falls such 
techno technological sciences as well as the literally genre science fiction. The analogy is not an ex extraneous one. Just as the science fiction of today becomes the science fact of tomorrow, the contrivances of Aquarius man given time become the reality of his actual being. In the adoptive spirit of his 11th astrological house, he seeks to replicate that which he most admires in other people, assimilating their best qualities into his own machination for living. All, um, all, sure, all human beings imprint upon one another, but the difference here is that the Aquarius has a unique ability to consciously choose what and whose influences will be encoded into his own behavior. So I kind of, I see this because, um, <clears throat> as we know, um, Aquarius, they, um, at least the man so far, they're, they're not really an affectionate type of person. So if you're like a cuddly person where you need to be like touched or your love language is physical touch, um, I don't know, good luck with that, because I kind of feel like physical touch is, in a way, um, how can I put this, I, I guess, like, kind of somewhat, like, emotional or something like that, because I feel like, um, I, that's one of my love languages, I, I equally have quality time and physical touch, and if, I'm not being held or cuddled or something like that, I start to feel like I'm not being loved. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need to be, like, I need my face caressed. I need to be hugged. I need to, you know, just be cuddled and held and stuff and, you know, all the other good stuff that comes with physical touch. I have to have that um, to feel like I'm being loved. Um, if I'm not, then I feel like in a way, I just feel kind of like starved emotionally. It's weird. It's I know it's not the same thing, physical and emotional, but it's just like, it's linked in a way to me, to me. But yeah, if you're like that, Aquarians are not really like that. They're not really that affectionate. Like they will show some affection. I'm not saying they're just going to be a complete robot, but it, it's going to take some time for them to get there. Like they have to really understand you and really you know, care for you to be able to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this, you know, compromise for this girl or guy, you know, but, um, yeah, okay, so, let's see, and also, yeah, about the influence part, I noticed that, you know, the, yeah, they are, they want to be, like, the trendsetter, they want to be the lead, they want to be the one who, influences others, but I, I have seen that they do, if they really like someone, they do kind of, get a little influenced by them, and but they choose the things that they want to be influenced by, like the book said. Otherwise, they're not someone who's going to just be influenced by just anyone. Like, they choose who they're going to allow themselves to be influenced by, which I think is interesting. If I'm talking with you guys, I'm sorry, I literally just woke up, like, no, like, literally, I just woke up and jumped up here. <laughs> Because I have a lot of things to do today. I'm getting my hair done. Thank God. My hair looks like a fucking mess. <laughs> like, it is just a mess. So I'm excited to get it done. And ugh, can't wait for it to come out all nice and silky. And, you know, bouncy and shiny and all that good stuff. All right. So it must be remembered that Aquarius man, more than enraging in mere transformation, is mutation, the embodiment of Uranus revolutionary. And indeed, evolutionary energy d 
deviation, deviation in Darwinian terms being key to survival. And variation on the ho-hum leaves of humanity, Aquarius is the quirk, the vanguard, forever pushing the human envelope forward. Sometimes this metaphorical truth is blatantly obvious in Aquarius's appearance, kitted out as he might be in the latest techno fashions, just as he may have been the premier hippie on his block back in the 1960s. Literally wearing his ruling planet's principles of differentiation, differentiation and freedom, fairly screaming societal change, at other times fearful of any derision at letting his uh, his so-called freak flag fly, Aquarius goes to the other extreme, scrambling for some semblance of normalcy, adopting a cookie-cutter catalog clothing style, such stabs at conformity. And as we all know, like, um, this is part of, because it's, uh, they are Saturn and Uranian ruled, so it's almost like they almost would be fight against themselves with that. So being his attempt to gain acceptance from society at large, still like a sly alien body snatcher, he may look like the rest of us, but any comparison typically ends there. All joking aside, there is something vaguely unnerving about the Aquarius tendencies to co-opt experience as if he envisages others' potential hopes upon when he can feed for inspiration, thus fueling his ambition, ambitious fires. Like his fellow fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio, the water bearer has a come-hither attitude, making him more concerned with what he gets from rather what he gives to others, especially emotionally. His native 11th house is also associated with the love one receives on a mass scale. And though his inherent distance makes it difficult for him to invest in others, he is disproportionately expected of acceptance, if not love. Since as, since as a rule, air, sign, air signs concern themselves most with the, with the intellectual, ideological, and social planes of experience. The fixed air sign, water bear, strives for their social security just as he seeks ratification of his, own, of his often revolutionary ideas. Part and parcel of being a born radical is trying to infiltrate mainstream thought, and this is the very process by which the vanguard becomes the old guard. In the arts, science, politics, and religious reform from time immemorial, the list of famous Aquarian men and distinguished bi-thinkers, indeed seers and optimistics, who are light years ahead of their time, Mozart, Rasputin, Galileo, Copernicus, Thomas Edison, Jules Verne, Bertolt Brecht, James Joyce, Franklin Delano, Roosevelt, um, those, I mean, Thomas, (laughs) those, Merton, Abraham Lincoln, Charles Darwin, all of whom sought to find sovereignty or security for their visionary thoughts in the social mainstream. Of course, not all Aquarians are genius inventors or social reformers, but a heightened sense of conviction exists in all men of this sign, as if they are convinced of those uh, certain truths about life that have yet to be proven or come to pass. This feature makes John the Baptist the ideal biblical archetype for the sign himself or water bearer who foretells the coming of a new age. The first thing one might notice about Aquarius is a Baptist-like 
intensity fixed as he is on whatever cause he is currently championing or championing championing I'm sorry you guys (laughs) his own self-interested perceived as one and the same with the universal raisin d'etre he seeks to impress people while impressing upon them a vision of utopian life that he is forever in the process of achieving though he has cool and composed look particularly around the eyes which can be pale and icy that's meaning blue obviously um let's see Aquarius man reveals a real zealotry in conversation, a characteristic made all the more ironic in, juxta- in juxtaposition to his trademark, restrained body language. So if you were to encounter physically hemmed and fellow arms notoriously held in at his sides as if by an invisible straitjacket, wildly gesticulating via facial expressions, unsuccessfully attempting to modulate undue excitement in his speech. Self, uh, I self-consciously darting off to the side as if into some imaginary rolling camera. Chance, uh, chances are he is an Aquarian man. He is a particular delivery to his speech and often a sticky one. Punctuating his statement with a sim- symbol crash, but um dum but a bum, uh, laughing at his own jokes. Oh, I guess that's that. that but I'm yeah, that anyway. <laughs> that um, imaginary camera always rolling. Still, as something of an empath, he'll he'll either turn up or tone down his performance to suit the mood of his, of the company he's in. Experience is all input and output for the Aquarian man. As his signs, double wave symbols suggest, with every word or gesture uttered he immediately dodges others reaction to them like a computer calculating data it appears a struggle for him to listen when others speak as if he's fighting the urge to react verbally one often has the feelings he always he's always aching to interrupt eye contact isn't easy for him either and he often strains to sustain this can also be unnerving as let's see he has keen and steady gaze, his eyes narrowed and nearly wolfish, lashing on to people as he does with his smarmy conversational routine. He might be mistaken for a lech, which he he isn't, at least not necessarily so. Still, those shifty eyes can make him seem like a big baddie who is only after a girl's basket of goodies. Any attempt to appear all clean out, all clean cut may only make a more of an impression that he's really a wolf's in sheep's clothing. Truth is, he's just trying to fit in. It's hard to believe, given the Aquarian's tendency to be both handsome and hunky, that he was probably an awkward adolescent. That's the, I don't know, I feel like that, that, you know, I can see that being true because, I don't know, like, most Aquarians, it's like, the men that I know, um, they have their own unique style and it works for them. Like it's stuff that I don't really see other people doing, obviously, you know, it reeks Aquarian energy, but it's like, when you see them younger, they were, they were very awkward looking. I think because like when you're young, you're still, you're, I feel like that Saturn is going to be more prominent uh, in their younger years because 
Saturn, you know, is about, you know, conformity and all that stuff. And so you want to be liked and everything, especially by the masses being, you know, the 11th house. So you're going to probably do more things to conform. So you're not really being your full Aquarian self. You're just trying to, you know, fit in. But then once they get older and they find their own niche of like style and everything, man, it's like unique and it works for them. And it's like everybody wants to be them and everything. So it's crazy. Uh, for the most part, the water bear is quite tall with a ruggedly angular physicality, although the suddenly mutative uh, energy of Uranus often sees him getting fat or bloating for extended periods in his adulthood. Just as he may experience abrupt hair loss, rarely does he bald gradually. Uranus rules both the gonads and his pineal gland, which given its frontal position in the brain has been thought to correspond to the mystic third eye and is thus associated with clairvoyance um if you don't know what that is that's like when you see like see spirits and stuff like that um this is uh this gland is also credited with promoting um accelerated development freakish growth like grant like giantism is also associated with uranus and traces of it may sneak into the Aquarian's anatomy, often to his delight, though in some cases, much to his annoyance, such grandiosity might be centered just south of a desired target and settle in his very own gonads. Perhaps that's why he often prefers standing to sitting. In any case, Aquarius makes up a major part of the big and tall shop's uh, clientele, which he may start frequenting from an early age. As a rule, he experiences his adolescent growth spurt after earlier than his peers. Oh, far earlier than his peers, which can be a source of pain and ridicule. Already, he will have felt unusual given his unique personality, and so he often finds himself labeled weird in, a, in more ways than one, added to which he may... Ooh, excuse me. May have had difficulty in school since his brand of intellect is most often misunderstood and is so rarely nurtured by elementary school cir- uh, cir- curricula. Only further along in his education will he find an outlet and any acceptance for his advanced form of abstract and scientific thinking. Of course, this will only see his nerd become more specifically defined as an egghead persona. It doesn't help that he also looks apart. Having typically shot up so quickly in his youth, the water bear's body will be weedy, lending his head a looming appearance in a comparison. And as if that isn't bad enough, Aquarius tends to have a light bulb-shaped noggin <laughs> covered with peach fuzz, fine or wispy hair marked by a high Mozartian hairline such that he looks somewhat like the sketches of aliens made by those claiming to have been kidnapped by UFOs. The ridge of his brow is often drastically pronounced in Frankenstein fashion, his nose long, thin, and aquiline at just the very tip, as if a, as if a nod to the Greek water bearer Ganymede's own kidnapping by Zeus in eagle form. And yet, despite all these seemingly gruesome descriptions, those that may make him an ugly dunkling in his youth, Aquarius nonetheless gels swan-like into one of the more beautiful men in the Zodiac. His secondary ruler, Saturn, may take his sweet old father time in the Aquarian's physical development, 
but then suddenly Uranus sees the water bearer form fully into an exquisite manhood. Ganymede's archetypal beauty causing more than a fair share of suitors, uh, male and female, to swoop in and try to pick pick Aquarius up. Among the lookers born under the sign, we see the crystalline likes of Paul Newman, Rudgard Hauer, Peter Gabrielle, Elijah Wood, Christian Beale, John Travolta, and James Dean. It is a great part of Aquarius's charm that he was generally speaking such an ugly duckling, for no matter how devastatingly handsome he may become, it never quite goes to the ET-shaped head of his. Even women, even women who are quick to label him that wolf soon realize that this guy isn't nearly so wrapped up in his external appearance as he is wrapped by his internal his external internal revelations about life that he may have exquisite looks is just icing on the cake beefcake that he is as would befit his zodiacal designation the water bear is generally blessed with an attractive swimmer's build though aquarius generally fills out his speedo just fine the bulk of his bulge is again often based in his often jumbo balls interesting However, Uranus is the planet of the unexpected after all, which is what one might encounter when his seemingly unassuming chick geek whips out a freakishly monster member. Anyway, he typically boasts a tight, compact upper body, more tone than buff, sinewy arms, and a nearly curvaceous waist. Likewise, he may have swelled hips, an arch or sway back, an exaggerated bubble butt, leading a rather girly look to his rear view, especially if wearing tight trousers. It doesn't help that he walks with a wee bit of a wiggle. His legs are strong and stocky, his calf muscles especially bulbous, while his hands and feet long and tapered suggest sensitivity and creative expression. Still, his gait has a duck-footed goofiness, which which in some cases turns his wiggle into waddle. <clears throat> Fairer skin than his revelation, Aquarius's hair, in contrast, is typically dark brown or even black. Though it goes salt and peppery prematurely, his signature pale peeper sometimes raises suspicion that he's the milkman's child, as his siblings might be all brown-eyed, making him that much more in, in anomaly. He isn't especially hairy, generally only scarcely so looking like some future dweller who has involved out of such caveman characteristics, there, there, there being nothing in his personality to suggest he'd ever cart a woman off by the hair. Indeed, it is he who is generally up for grabs, seeking adoption by a devoted partner who will allow him the freedom of his unique visions with helping him to assimilate into conventional society. Okay, that's it for the... Aquarius man very interesting I kind of like I don't know like it didn't surprise me that they said he's like kind of like a swimmer's type body because I do feel like more Aquarius is at least the Aquarius men that I I know they're all very like lean they're not like gangly like bony or nothing but they're very lean and and skinny um but they have like that kind of like smaller like tone muscle rather than um, really big ones, you know. So let's go ahead and jump into the Aquarius woman. Okay, so, all right, so, um, uh, let me see. Okay, I'm back. This is a whole new day. <laughs> um, I didn't finish yesterday because, um, 
I had so much to do, plus I had basically a whole self-care day planned out for me already, and I just felt like I was, if I was going to get it done at that moment, I was going to just basically start, like, rushing, and I started to feel anxious, and I didn't want to, like, throw myself into, like, anxiety attack or anything, so it's a whole new day with fresh eyebrows, fresh, beautiful, soft, silky, bouncy hair, Uh, and yes, a new crystal. Too, so <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and jump into the Aquarius woman, body and soul. And I noticed this chapter is way more, um, it's way less than the man. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. But let's go ahead and jump in. So it says Aquarius woman is an unplugged personality. What you see is what you get. Even as she reaches adulthood and trades in her trademark t-shirts and jeans still heavy on the accessories, she seeks comfort in her clothing. She never puts on airs, nor does she indulge in material acquisitions that might suggest status or wealth. Rarely will she dress in pricey designer duds as labels mean nothing to this undisputed off-the-rack queen. As well, she prefers bold and colorful colorful styles, to subtle um, or staid fashion statements. Even when attending an elegant occasion, she can't help but add some quirky twists. Sneakers, color-tinted glasses, a floppy hat, if not dress herself so outlandishly from head to toe that she leaves others visually reeling. When she dresses up, she does so with a vengeance. She has a love of ladylike silhouettes, but also always far out in some fashion. Now, my sister-in-law is a, is an Aquarius, and this is exactly like, I kid you not, this is describing her to a T. She has amazing style. She just does creative things that just really make her stand out, like things that you don't see other people wearing, and it just works for her. Like, it just, I don't know what it is, but I guess she's like, she's just beautiful too. But it just does. Like, she has an amazing style, and she is an Aquarius. So this literally sounds like her. Okay, but anyways, it says, think Laura Ashley on acid. We're talking bold prints, iridescent fabrics, neon. At times, one might think her clothes should come with a packet of Tums instead of extra buttons. And if you think dressing down is any different, you have another thing coming. Truth be told, if anybody if anybody other than... Mork from Ork or some rogue cast member of Godspell were to have a pair of rainbow suspenders stashed in his or her wardrobe, it's the kooky Aquarius gal. Um, indeed, famous water bearers who decline to be professionally styled will find themselves on a worse dress list faster than you can say gachos with leg warmers. So, yes, so this definitely, oh my gosh, this is so accurate to me. Most Aquarian women that I know, they just have they just have that fucking style, like, they just look good in anything they wear, but I have noticed that if it's an Aquarius, I don't know, like, what I see here is, I, I, like, I keep going back to, I just see the Saturnian and the Uranian energy here, and while they're both ruled by both planets, there's always, I feel like, I always feel like there's one, you know, like a certain Aquariuses will kind of lean more toward one or the other. It seems like, like, yes, they both have, um, they both have like the, uh, what do you call it? Um, both energies. I'm sorry. I'm being disturbed. My cats are playing. So we hear that you guys know. You guys, I'm sure you guys love the little, my little Kaggins is what I call them. It's their name after dragon, dragon Queens. 
Um, but um, it's like I feel like this. When usually an Aquarius is very stylish and out there, I feel like they're embracing the transformative Uranian energy, you know, like to be different, to, you know, like foresee things that they want to do and kind of stand out compared to the ones who don't. I see that being more as Saturnian energy. Like if you're going to just like wear basically shit just because you don't want people to either notice you or you're afraid of what people think, that that's conformity pretty much. And that's just very Saturnian to me. And I just feel like, you know, with them having both energies, they just like some pull toward the other and some pull, some pull toward, you know, the opposite one. And because also uh, Leo is in rulership in the sun, Aquarius is um, in detriment. So that also plays a part with depending on how they're going to be able to live in, in into their sign pretty much. So we got to always remember that um, that plays a huge role. So perhaps because that makes the sign weak in um, the sun, a little weaker in the sun, just like Libra's in fall because Aries is um, exalted um, in the sun. So Libra's in fall. And, and why do you think we're like all over the place and, like we're people pleasers and all that kind of stuff. It's because we kind of deal with that very weakened um, energy. You know, we just, we're, we're more people pleasers. We're worried about what people think. And we don't have that full confidence of what a Libra can be if it was like, let's say in its rulership or in um, it, it's exalted. And um, like, that's why like some people like, talk shit about Libra and Venus, but Libra and Venus, um, they're like, oh, like, oh my God, they're going to be so detached and all this stuff. But really, actually, because Libra is in its rulership in Venus and same with Taurus, um, it's actually going to be good. They're very like romantic and they're very sensual and all that good stuff. So um, they will treat you good. They will make sure you're happy and all that because the sign is happy in that planet. If the sign is not happy in that planet, you're going to have some of the shadow traits that kind of peek out a little bit more than, like, let's say, like, I don't know, like, I can't remember what, uh, let's see, I can't remember what Leo's exalted in, so I'll have to look at that. But you get the point, right? So that's why you kind of have, like, Sun and Aquariuses that are a little like oomph because they're in detriment pretty much. And, you know, I just, that's just like my two cents that I wanted to say. But I do feel like the Aquarians that don't like to express themselves with their clothing and such have just, they just have more of that Saturnian kind of energy to me, even though they have both. They're just not leaning into their, their truth, which is to use both energies to be able to live a good, you know, like to really express the positives and balance the, you know, the polarities pretty much in my opinion. Okay. So where was I? Um, it says indeed famous water bears who decline to be professionally styled will find themselves already read that. Um, okay. Yeah, we're stressless, fasting, you can say gachos with leg warmers. Here, too, the signs association with second child 
hood is unmistakable to open the water bearer's closet. One might swear they'd stumbled upon the Miss Marple collection or the entire wardrobe worn by the woman who played baddie Aunt Clara on Bewitched. Vintage meek souls and all. If her style of dress doesn't provide enough of a clue, there are some dead giveaways for picking an Aquarius out of a crowd. With some notable exceptions, she tends to be small, if not somewhat childlike in stature, with a juicy plumpness to her body and a pliable elasticity to her skin. That is surprising to me because majority of the Aquarius women I know are tall as fuck. Like, they're like at least, <coughs> excuse me, like at least about five, six and up. But I guess that's just the people I know. Still, despite such youthful attributes, the sign's correspondence to the age of 70 to 77 is written all over her wizened face. Indeed, Aquarius is often distinguishable, distinguished by a rather old-looking head plopped on a sprightly physique. Astrology's answer to the renewed Hebe or Habe seems to bear the traces, metaphorically speaking, of the crone she once was. So if you see what appears to be a per- perennial teenager from the back, but who upon ter- uh, turning face front exhibits a vacant ancient look, all exaggerated cheekbones and second hollows, change- chances are this hoary looking and not like, you know, like slut whore, but it's spelled H-O-A-R-Y, hoary looking in jean Ingenu or whatever is an Aquarius. She's an offbeat beauty possessing a strong, typically hooked nose and rubbery comic expression. Her mouth notoriously turned down into a grimace, if not an outright frown, like that of a sad clown, made all the more marked by either a drastic underbite or an overly large chin or both. Now, the whole frown looking thing, <laughs> that, that, that seems to be, from my experience, true. Like, majority of the Aquarius women I know they look like they don't want to be bothered. Like, it, it's kind of scary to kind of approach them because they, they do. They look like they're either kind of pissed, in a bad mood, or, like, they don't want to be bothered. But they're hella sweet and nice, though. Her face is long, but her cheeks appear puffed. Her hair is shiny and bouncy, but often so springy that it takes much in the way of product to set it into place. As a result, she may opt for a shortcut, which, given her hair's texture, tends to create a bit of a helmet head. Yet, despite the quirky looks of this sign, once... One that includes the likes of Jennifer Aniston, Mina Savare, Christina Ricci, Heather Graham, Cheryl Crow, Jennifer Jason Leigh, um, Farrah Fawcett, Sybil Shepard, Margot Hemingway, Stockard Channing, Minnie Driver, Florence uh, Henderson, Gina Davis, Vanessa Redgrave, Laura uh, Dern and both Stephanie and Carolyn of Monaco, Aquarians are among the world's most vivid, never subtle beauties. Um, her features are overstated and as a nod to the spirit of those emanation goddesses. She embodies, she literally beams with almost cartoonish vitality. She can be goofy with a loud girlish laugh, her voice warbling but ringing clear as, as a bell. She tends to communicate outward like an actress on a stage, even when having a close Tete tete, whatever that means. Guess, gesticulating when she speaks if those hands aren't shoved into pockets. Um, and making little mini knee bends for emphasis. Most strikingly, Aquarius is the original girl with the faraway eyes, as in a conversation, she seems to, do, to direct much of what she says to some spot over one shoulder. She has googly peepers to begin with, which float around inside her head as if she's as if detached from their connective tissue. 
and it is an effort for her to make steady contact easier to easier to accomplish when she's listening than when she's doing the talking herself. Still, she is famously attentive, nodded reassuringly and hanging on every word, tilting her head, inquiringly, or craning her neck forward with a screwed up receptive expression. She adopts a casual posture and there is rarely anything nervous or shifty in her body language. She is an open and forthright presence. Her spirit is as voluptuous as her body tends to be. Though her breasts are small to medium size, they are usually perfectly round, full, firm, and buoyant. Even when short-waisted, Aquarius possesses hairpin curves, her ample hips giving way to an even bigger bottom, and thighs lending her a sturdy albit, ever so slightly pear-shaped <clears throat> look in addition to favoring tight bodices and bodysuit types. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. My throat is getting very scratchy. You heard that? I <laughs> I'm drinking from a straw, like my bottles are straw thingy, so. <laughs> Anyways, where was I? My bad. I feel like everything's loud, because I don't really re-listen to this unless I have to, but it's very, very, very rare. I think I've only re-listened to one of my episodes to make sure I wasn't, like, saying the same thing or something, but, um, yeah, I just don't want it to break you guys' ears. Um, anyways, so where was I says, um, yeah, lending her sturdy outfit over so slightly pear-shaped look. In addition to favoring tight bodices and bodysuit tops while opting for looser flowy skirts and roomy trousers on bottom, she often decorates her wrists in square childlike hands with an abundance of bracelets and rings. The water bearer will tend to embellish and ornament herself with tattoos and piercings. Oh my gosh. This, I'm telling you, this is my sister-in-law. This is amazing. As well as the slogan buttons, badges, and other decorative bells and whistles. Typically, a decidedly youthful touch can be found here on or there. A Mickey Mouse watch, glass, Mardi Gras beads, or either such symbols of fun and frivolity. She, she consciously wishes to signal lightheartedness. And her career, her career will even tend to allow for such overt freedom of self-expression as she generally gravitates toward profess, professions in which she can be her own boss. When working for others, she is notoriously earnest and hardworking. Still, unconventional vocations appeal to her, especially those that include an element of amusement for the Aquarian Clown College is a very viable form of higher education. You think you you think we were kidding? It, it seems simply in the stars that the rubbery-faced Aquarian feels an actual affinity for life under the big the big top. Her planet Uranus rules freakishness. The mainstay of many um, a circus man attractions, but there is a more minimal connection still. As Joseph Campbell pointed out in The Power of Myth, clowns has a has a special significance in, in most ancient religious rites. In donning such costumes, people ritually transform themselves into sacred beings, usually creation gods. The purpose of the funny, grotesque form meant to keep people from getting stuck in the image. That is, the costume would immediately keep worshippers from taking the appearance of the gods too seriously as getting stuck in such appearance again in Campbell's words. Short circuits the contact with the deep mystery. On some level, Aquarius understands that she is that emanation goddess revealing certain undeniable truths to others. Aptly, her science motto is, I know. 
and back on planet Earth by looking somewhat clownish, Aquarius precludes others from building her up or putting her unduly on a pedestal, something that might easily happen to one so conscious and involved. But her and sleek Donna Karen pants suits and she becomes Oprah. But remember, oh, before she hired a stylist, Ish even missed when Winfrey would be that much more venerated if she didn't crack silly jokes or feign that streety sudden sass. But Oprah knows what she's doing is subconsciously for Aquarian ladies don't really want to be considered gurus. That the sort of status her male counterpart seeks, counterpart seeks. And according to her, he can have it with humor or visual signs of whimsy. She wants to make it clear that she liked the goddess. Iris is only the messenger. She shuns the responsibility of being the proverbial answer lady, even for practical reasons. She's protective of her free time and is all too easily bombarded by others seeking the kind of pacifying company she naturally provides. Sure, she's happy to be a bearer of divine inspiration and saving grace, but doesn't want to be defi- uh, defied. So by wearing red Converse sneakers and driving a vintage purple Volkswagen Beetle with flower power athletes, she keeps most would-be dis- dis- uh, disciples at bay. The male of the sign is wrapped by the self-importance of his own revelations, while the female Aquarius seeks to downplay her own significance in the equation of revealing epiphanies to others. She's determined not to lose her head over the missive she may she may be communicating. Thus, laughing off even the most serious of situations is Aquarius's signature behavior. One can see it in her body, uh, languaging. Language, a symphony of shrugs, thrown-up hands, and disclamatory muggings, all designed to physically demonstrate that she doesn't fancy herself the, uh, the, the final word on the subject. When push comes to shove, she doesn't want to be expected to invest much time or energy in anyone other than herself. So that is it for the Aquarius Man and Woman Body and Soul episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um... Yeah, so I guess um, this is Saturday today, so happy Saturday, you guys, and I think I'm going to go get ready and move my body. It's only 8.40 right now. I still have to um, do my morning thing. I've already prayed, but I need to meditate and then do a card pull for myself and journal and everything else. I just wanted to make sure I got this finished um, because it was supposed to be done yesterday, so... I truly appreciate all of you guys, and if you're new, welcome, welcome. You are truly loved and appreciated for listening to the show. The show has been growing very fast. I mean, there's, you guys, I feel like I'm going to hit like 10K in no time, and it's all thanks to you guys, so I truly love you all, and I truly, I can't say this enough, I know, but I'm really appreciative of you guys, and I just want to grow with you guys, grow like much more stronger in my astrology passion. Like I said, I'm about to finish uh, two of my certifications in astrology that I've um, signed up for, and I'm so excited to be offering even more stuff. Um, I have lots of crystals um, that I'm actually going to go purchase a little bit more so that I can put more on the store and everything, uh, because it's definitely going to, I'm going to put the uh, signs that the crystals are best for and everything else. And I'm just excited. And I hope you guys, um, you know, leave me a comment. I really want to know what you guys think of the show, what you like, what you want to hear, what you 
don't want to hear, the things you are interested in, you know, we're here to learn together. So just please, if you leave me a comment, um, rate the show even, um, and be honest. I'm not going to tell you guys, oh, just leave me five stars. Like, no, I want you guys to be honest. Like, if you feel like my show is not five stars, you know, then rate as you want. All I ask is like, I would like to know why, because I'm always someone that I love. Um, I don't mind constructive criticism because it will help me. It will help me grow and understand what you guys think. The only thing I ask is like, if you do give one star or anything, just please don't be cruel. Don't be mean and don't like, don't attack my character and don't attack me as a person. That's all I ask because that's not helpful for anyone. It's not, it's not helpful for the show. It's not going to be helpful for me at all. And um, it just, it, it fixes nothing. So just be open and honest. I'm not going to get mad or anything because truly this is for, you know, I do this for not only myself, but for you guys. So it'll really help, you know, we're like the way everything is going, we're going to be like out of the rising aspect of this show by Leo season, Leo season is when it's like uh, the new, uh, like the season three is when I'll move to season three and season three is going to be, I've decided we're going to go to the moon next. And I, there's a lot of stuff on the moon. Um, there's still some books like the, the astrology nutrition book. I'm still looking for that. You guys, I don't know what the hell happened to it when I moved. Like I'm missing several books. So it, it's kind of sucks. I really got to look through it. There's like still a lot of stuff and I got to figure out where my husband is. My husband had packed that, um, the books that I'm missing, he packed them. So I got to see where he put them. He can't remember. So, um, but yeah, I feel like there's way more stuff with the moon. Um, I, I feel bad when it comes to the rising because really I only have that one book to be honest, um, when it comes to rising stuff, but at least it's helpful that way. The sun sign, uh, you guys can know all six, all 12 uh, zodiacs that were, you know, that are with you and how, you know, you can see yourself in whatever it's describing. So like I said, I love you guys so much. Have a wonderful Saturday and I will be back with, um, the sex, um, and relationship aspect of Aquarius. And, um, I know there's a, there's a full, uh, new moon, I believe. Let me see coming up but like I said I've already done a lot of the uh new moon signs and that's why I feel like not new moon but the signs in the moon and that's why it's like and how to use the energy I don't I haven't been doing the last like I think since it became Capricorn or something like that because it's like it's just no point to repeat what I've already said if it's like that it's best to go listen to all the previous episodes that I had made But we're going to have a new moon in Aquarius on February 3rd, I believe. But let me double check. Um, Let's see. Oh, no, it's. uh, Oh, it's on the 31st. Is this right? Is it really? I thought it was on the 3rd. Oh, well, that is crazy. That means we had two, we had literally a new moon on the 2nd, we had a full moon on the 17th, and now we're having a new moon on the 31st. I don't know. This is an app, you guys, so. (laughs) Um...
that's interesting. But it's it is at a it says three days, yeah, three days before the next new moon. So guess that's it, guys. Yeah, on the thirty first is the new moon where you can set your attentions. It'll be new moon in Aquarius. And also, you guys, I think what I'm thinking of is that Mercury retrograde will be going direct on February 3rd. Woo! I don't know about y'all, but, you know, surprisingly, exes haven't called this time or, like, my my baby dad hasn't called me. Um, And that's surprising because usually he does every Mercury retrograde. (laughs) It's fucking weird. But this time he didn't, but it's not over yet, so you never know. But um, technology, y'all, has been fucked up for me. Like, seriously, like, my computer, my laptop, it's gone. It's completely fucked. I have to get a whole new one now. Like, it just, it just went to shit. My phone, you guys, is crap, you know. So, like I said, I got to work to get um, some new equipment because everything is kind of falling apart after this special grade, and I was like, what the fuck, like, it is funny, someone's like, uh, like, someone's asking me what, what have you had issues with the most, they were like, is it exes, or, um, technology and all that, I was like, definitely freaking technology, like, technology has been shitting on me this whole time, so, can't wait for this to be over with because I'm not going to buy anything new until it's over with. But you you guys take care. Have a wonderful Saturday and I'm going to get my day going. I love you guys so much. Again, leave a comment, uh, follow, subscribe and rate the show um, and tell me how you feel. So or what you like about it. But you guys take care. Love you so much. Bye bye.